off his armor training camp. Kane is in the building. And we are live, and I forgot everything I was going to say in this intro. Of Yay! Episode, yeah, <laughs> of episode six of the Decent Show with co-host, co-creator Reagan Horton, and I'm Ryan Money, bringing you the news on Mission Impossible because we just watched Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation in anticipation for Mission Impossible Fallout, even though it's already been out a couple days. Uh, but we're going to see it tomorrow, probably not together because our scheduling is fantastic. All right. Let's dive into it. I don't know. Just, I guess, quick insight. Um, in my opinion, the first three Mission Impossibles are kind of poop. Fuego? Yeah, kind Fuego? of poop. Definitely poop, yeah. That one didn't say, I like the third one. I know, actually, you're right. I do like the third one. Uh, it probably I, hasn't it hasn't aged well, I would imagine. It's probably... Yeah, probably not, just because they're using, like, flip flones and Motorola's and... Uh, <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> I thought you said motor oil for a second. I was like, I yeah, they, they were yeah, using that in 2006 oil, yeah. or whatever. So 2006. But um, Some good stuff in that movie. He like injects her with that adrenaline. He has to save her yeah. from that area. They're killing all those people. That missile hits, and he like goes flying into a car. You remember a lot more about that movie than they I do. They interrogate Philip Seymour Hoffman. By, like, I do like Philip Seymour Hoffman in yeah. that movie. He's a good villain, yeah. Yeah, R.I.P. Um... They use that face scanning thing again. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get to that. Um, well, it's kind of funny. Yeah, we're definitely gonna get to that because yeah, the fr- but I would say the third movie is the best out of the first three, and out of all six of them, like again, just forget the first two. So out of I guess three, four, five, haven't seen six yet. But out of three, four, five, I'd say three is probably worse than the other two. But I guess because the other two are more recent, but still, yeah. I I'm, think, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I think three and four get a lot of praise, but like, I don't think, or I'm sorry, four and five get a lot of praise. I don't think three is that much worse, to be honest with you. Okay. But yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm gonna rewatch it, but you know. <laughs> Re- rewatch it, fall asleep during it. Yeah, I, I did fall asleep through parts of Rogue Nation, not because it was a bad movie, but because I'm just working so hard on this show, that <sighs> I just don't have time to sleep. You know, it's. My sleep is not decent, so. Nah. You want to just go to the four, fourth one immediately? Just talk yeah, about the fourth one. Yeah, we got to talk about the fourth one. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I, f- I forgot. I got to tell you something later. It's gonna be. It's gonna be great. You get, oh, you a little bit of movie this, news. You're yeah. Drop this bomb on me. You don't want to drop that first. <laughs> no, no, no. Because okay. I feel like we're more relaxed when we're done with it, and we can just we can talk about it for oh, a while. I'm long. not relaxed. <laughs> I will be heated by the end of this episode. All right, so we got the fourth one. Um, Pretty good movie. Brings Jeremy Renner into it. Briefly brings that guy from Batman Begins into it. He dies immediately. Uh, mm. The oh, gangster yeah. guy. Yeah. The lead, yeah. Nice. nice. Uh, I know my gangsters. <laughs> pretty cool how he dies. And, like, I don't know. It's cool that he, he's killed immediately because you think he's, like, a main uh, part of the movie. It actually opens up with the different agents uh, fighting around and whatnot. Like, the, the main girl's boyfriend dies, like, immediately is shot. And uh, yes. falls off that roof, but he gets that uh, inflatable mattress thing. Pretty sick. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, and then he just gets owned immediately. So then she's like on a revenge tale. I don't know. It kind of, I guess, like it, they kind of follow the Bond formula of like changing the girl every time. But it a doesn't. Look, it doesn't look like they're gonna do that for the sixth one. But it's like, where did the fifth girl go? Is you know, like she's alive still. 
or the fourth one. I'm sorry. Yeah, the hot black chick. Yeah, the Ghost uh, Protocol. Yeah, where did I, she go? I do her a favor. I don't know where <laughs> she went because I liked her. Uh, her boobs are a lot better than the girl that they've got to replace her. Um, I don't know. She's just hotter. <laughs> but I don't know. Got anything to say that isn't about her looking good that you no, like about? <laughs> no, no. I mean, she's she's a good actress too. I mean, I guess. She's good. <laughs> no, you gonna watch the movie? Nah, 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 okay, nah. all right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, yeah, they they get they get thrown into the water or whatever. Oh, yeah. So wait, what did happen to her? She just kind of goes off into the night. Yeah, it's just it's just whatever. She's, yeah, whatever. You know, part yeah. ways. I mean, they, like the Mission Impossible movie, just sort of like they've solved the crime or whatever, and then it's just over. Like yeah, they, they like really like don't have, go anywhere else with it. Yeah, they kind of just like have a beer and they're like, yeah. No, they don't. Or yeah, I guess they, they kind of do that. The the but it's not like. It's not like Fast and Furious beer where it's like we're gonna have a, a great beer, long barbecue. talk about family and grasping voices and how we're all alive. Yeah, why would Mission Impossible not want to do that? That I seems do, like the I don't know, movie, man. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Fast and Furious is going on nine movies. Mission Impossible only has six, so something must be better. We know who's better. Yeah. Um, I like the bit where they're climbing the building and he's. Oh uh, yeah, the gloves. Yeah, and yeah. They, like they keep failing and not failing. What did you think about that? You didn't like that. It was intense. It's intense. It is. And he had intense. to swing across, and uh, like breaking the window didn't. Work. Of course, everything goes wrong, even though it's already intense as hell. Yeah, and and that's and that that makes it intense. And I'm so I can't complain about it too much because if everything just worked smoothly, I guess mm-hmm. it'd be even more boring. But yeah. at the same time, it's like the fact that you like everything is going to go wrong when it can go wrong but they're going to make adjustments and they're going to get it done so i don't know it's kind of a tough situation to be in but i guess the things going wrong and you figuring it out is better than just everything going right all the time because Mm -hmm. then where's the conflict where's the drama but you know what i mean like literally he he's down to one glove like the the sticky gloves that he's using to scale the tallest building in saudi arabia or whatever he like one of them goes out, so he just like ditches it, and the other one's working. So he's going with one glove and looks like some Skechers. Yeah. And he and as soon as he gets to where he needs to be, he like barely gets in the window, and then like that glove goes out. Mm-hmm. Like who charged these gloves? Like you know where's the you, know, you can't just recharge them. Do they yeah. spend all their battery power on the face? You know the face, the face maker thing. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to the face thing. When do you want to get to the face thing? We'll talk about it in five because I feel like you have the most ammo. Uh, if you if you're gonna talk about it in the same way that I am. Yeah, I guess we'll just save it for five, yeah. Um, what did you think about the whole, like, printing, scanning thing through the chair? You know what I mean? Like, they had to print the document out and, like, get it out and then put it through the chair and then hand it to that person so they could get the diamonds and that whole Very situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good scene. Very uh, tense. Did we, like, jump too far into the movie? I mean, I don't know. I'm no, jumping all yeah. around. Yeah, I don't know. Because didn't, I didn't take notes on the fourth one, so I guess it doesn't matter. I think, honestly, I do actually enjoy the fourth one. And come to th- and just real quick off the top of my head, I think I like the fourth one more than the fifth one. Uh, or at least know. bits and pieces. We'll, we'll, we'll get to, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not that crazy about any of them, to be honest with you. I'm not super okay. crazy about them. Oh, no, I'm not either. I like, but, I like the new Bonds and the Bournes. Well... The Whoa, old dude. <laughs> the old borns. Okay. Maybe even the first. Well, basically all of them except the most recent one. Even yeah. Legacy. You like Legacy? I like it. Yeah. I don't know if I like it better than some of the Mission Impossible, but I'm not a big fan of Tom Cruise either. Yeah. You want to talk about his birdcage chest? Yeah, that's well, that's in the fifth <laughs> one too. That's more of the fifth one because bro, we really everyone? we really <laughs> see it. Like he really grew it out for the fifth one. <laughs> Your obsession with the way. 
like I don't know, just the way he looks is insane. Like you're just like he's oh, five sucks. five <laughs> with a massive rib cage. Like literally, his rib cage is half his body. So yes, I'm a little obsessed. He's an action hero, and he's shorter than everybody on set. Yeah, like there's probably like 13 year old interns getting water that are taller than him. <laughs> but he, they can't act. You know, you can act oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but what like. I guess the one, one thing we did skip in the fourth one is when he, uh, that car gets rolled over, obviously, and, like, only Renner and uh, uh, Tom Cruise and Ethan Hunt are alive or whatever, and they're getting, like, unloaded on by all the guns or whatever, and he has to, he throws the flare or whatnot and just uses that as a distraction to get out of there. That's a pretty cool scene, too. Yeah. Another thing on the tenseness level. Then I liked how uh, the main like, girl in the movie killed the girl that killed... Uh, her like boyfriend or whatever really and it just kicked her straight out that window it was freaking awesome good chick fighting yes. in that movie no cuts or not not as many cuts not as many cuts that, that black girl really had it but of course the, the girl in the new movie had it too but she didn't really fight any chicks but I guess that's okay I mean she fought someone but you were asleep during that it scene. wasn't a chick that's <laughs> you know. I fell asleep How do you know? uh, that was a twist yeah, dude yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah, so we got climbing buildings and and then the Kremlin. I mean, your brother infamously calls this movie the Kremlin. Oh. Uh, Mission Impossible. The Kremlin. Why does he call it that? Because he is that the, the name in the building? That's the name of the building oh. that gets sunk in the hole or whatever. That Alec Baldwin's like, see, this is why we can't trust the MIF or IMF. This is the Kremlin, and then here's the Kremlin after they're there, and it's like in the ground. So and they and then that, that hallway scene in the Kremlin is pretty sick say, too yeah. with the holog like the hologram wall and they mm-hmm. like keep moving forward and it's pretty tense too that's why I like the fourth one better I don't know I feel like it had better action and better tension yeah well, what, what better action would you say wasn't it the chicks fighting just that one scene <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, all that's all I need <laughs> I mean Tom Cruise did a lot of fighting in the prison in the opening scene as well mm-hmm. um, that's true I don't know like I know I was asleep through parts of this fifth movie but like <laughs> It didn't seem like there was a ton of fighting. Yeah, you're right. There's not a ton of fighting, honestly. I was thinking about was, that towards the end of the movie. I was like, we're almost scenes. done here. Yeah. And there's, we're, we haven't seen that much fighting since not the beginning, lot, really. Not a lot of hand-to-hand combat. Not a ton of shooting. Mostly... Car chases. Car chases, motorcycles, story, and... The story, you know, yeah. yeah. It was story. a lot about the story. Yeah. Which was good. You know, it was a good story. And like I said, the movie was good. I'm not going to sit there and complain about it. But in terms of, like... You know, what you're looking for out of this movie, like, I mean, I don't really believe any of it. Yeah, you know, So, like, I might as well see some action and some... And the only way you're going to be entertained whatever. is if it's ridiculous, you know, so... You and, gotta, and, it, yeah. and that's the thing, it's already ridiculous, so might as well throw in some ridiculous action, mm-hmm. because the plot itself is pretty deep, and if it's in any all realistic, then <laughs> the world is screwed. <laughs> and then, I like, I really like the bit in the fourth one where they, they're in a car garage or whatever, and it's like one of those high-tech ones, and it's... It's like a circle surrounded by just cars all around, and they're getting released, and they're trying to fight and get this guy and get the briefcase and like deactivate the missile or whatever. Yeah. Super awesome, super See, awesome. You're like continuing to tell me why I like the fourth one more, uh, dude. I yeah, I, I, man, I don't know. To me, to me, like the third and the fourth and the fifth one are all so close, and like they're like to me, I, I think they're very minusculely like. Uh, separated in terms of just how good they are. Like I think I feel like if I watched the third one right now, I'd probably have to give it like a decent just because it hasn't aged well. But like I don't know, it came out in like '06 though. Yeah, it's they took only, a it's... long break between three and four because four came out in '11. I bet they were trying to like reboot it or something, and then well, he was like, were... oh, "I'll do it." To me, yeah, to me they. 
probably were like he like he to me Tom Cruise took over because I don't know the first three movies were made by whoever mm. and I feel like these last three have been made by like him and his studios. Well, the fourth one's been made or was directed by uh, the guy who does the Incredible movies, so like that's why it's so solid. Yeah, Incredibles one and two. <laughs> nice, but what they got a random they got but... a different director for five and six. Yeah, for five and six, different director. Because it's the same guy for five and six, but it's mm-hmm. not the guy who did four. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like four just didn't have. I feel like three and five had better bad guys. So with Philip Seymour Hoffman and the, I guess the corrupt, MI six agent or whatever you want to call, or the Interpol agent, you know. And wait, okay, so you like Philip Seymour Hoffman, and then who was the other villain you like? I I don't know his name, but the guy who's the, in which movie? In five in uh, Rogue Nation. Do you like that villain? I liked him better than the fourth one. I feel like the fourth one was eh, because it never really went anywhere. Who was the fourth one? The guy who blew up the Kremlin. Like, he's like an older guy, and he kills him with the car. Like, in the car, he falls oh, yeah. off the car yeah, and yeah, dies. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I do like Philip Seymour Hoffman. I guess because he's a big-name actor. I don't really know the guy in the fifth movie. And the guy in the fourth movie, I think I recognize. But, yeah, he wasn't that great either. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that the bad guy in the... This the fifth movie to me he was just kind of like weird and yeah. intimidating almost kind of like the scarecrow in Batman if you will well like, yeah yeah that's a good that's a good uh, he's just kind of there like he's not really gonna fight you but he's like menacing yeah there is some, like there's something about him you're like it's yeah. eerie you know? yeah yeah um any other thoughts on the fourth one anything um, you want to say about it before we rank what it? about you anything you want to say about it because I, I think I'm good I, I, like I said yeah, I mean, we nailed the tension I'm hung up on the hot chick too yes I know I love her yeah. there's more action than that believe it or not and I think it's actually pretty decent um, in the fourth one in, in the fourth movie. one yeah, yeah. and there's more action in it than the fifth one for sure at least it feels like it it, it feels like does. kind of a faster movie too it feels way faster I mean I know we want it took us three tries to watch the fifth oh, one because yeah, of DVD troubles but yeah. I still yeah. think it was it felt faster just because like looking at that movie I can think right now having not seen it in like three four days or something like that having not seen it in a while like I can think about all these scenes that stand out mm-hmm. and like they're all so close to each other mm-hmm. it's the exact opposite of uh, freaking Equalizer 2 where like I feel like there's like there's no fat there, you know. It's just scene that's cool, scene that's cool, scene yeah. that's cool. Maybe a little bit of plot, scene that's cool. We just keep moving forward. Like, I thought it was funnier too. I mean, not that these movies are particularly yeah. funny, but it like I don't know. They're little action one-liners that they try to slip in there. Pretty decent. Or better yeah. in the fourth one. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was little to none in the fifth. So uh, I'm gonna give it a mad decent. Uh, yeah, I gotta lock it in at Mad Decent, unfortunately, because I don't want to say it's decent, and I don't want to say it's Fuego, so we gotta go Mad Decent. Of course. Alright, let's get to the fifth one. Alright, here we go. Let's I know you got notes. plenty of nitpicks about it. Oh, um, dude, I was nitpicking the whole movie. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, me, I don't understand. Just, Are you going here? No, you go ahead. It <laughs> made less sense. They pulled it together at the end, but even then, it didn't make that much sense. You know? Yeah. Because during, there's a lot of holes to me. Until we got to the end, I was like, Alec Baldwin is a completely incompetent moron. Like, and he's he, the head of the CIA. Yeah, and he let this guy work within his division to find Hunt and join him, essentially, and then do whatever he wanted anyway. Like, that's the thing, is like, if he was a straight up and down, uh, CIA agent, or head of the CIA or whatever, he's a terrible CIA agent because he literally, like, he just, like, Hunt basically got to do whatever he wanted anyway. Like, he got his whole crew, he was able to solve, like, all these problems, get the bad guy, like, 
get everything he wanted to get done. But then in the end of the movie, he's you know he becomes a secretary of defense and whatnot. And uh, yeah, I mean he's it, it was kind of a cool thing to be like, yeah, we set this up just so we could re reestablish the IMF and mm-hmm. all that and the other. But it, like to me, it's like by now, do you not have enough evidence that these guys should probably be around? You know. I I mean it's, I don't, he made a valid point at the beginning of the movie though about some of the stuff they were doing and they technically had no proof that the syndicate existed because it was underground mm-hmm. operations and shady stuff that the MI6 is doing and I don't know and, and that, I was going to say like when they bring it back together at the end like you know Jeremy Renner's like I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> Whatever, like they say at the beginning of the movie, and they bring it back at the end of the movie, and Alec Baldwin is now like the, the secretary. secretary. That's to me a good way that you reference something at the beginning of a movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. That's like, like we were complaining earlier about how they just have something stupid in the beginning, <laughs> and they throw it in the end, and you're supposed to be like, oh yeah, that was in the beginning. You use well, an example of a toothbrush, and yeah. how you're gonna kill a guy with a toothbrush. When? When we were doing the skyscraper, you were like, yeah, no, it's bicycle. not, in, it's not in the movie, but you were talking about, oh, bicycle, maybe, I don't know, uh, yeah. You were talking about something, and I was just like, yeah, that's really, uh, that's not a good example. It is a good example. It's great. All my examples are rock solid. That's, you're right. I'm sorry for solid rock. But the, anyway, yeah, like that's how you reference something at the beginning of the movie. Like that's, that's good. That was clever. It was, it was a little funny. It was a little joke. funny. That was a like jokey joke. joke. Yeah, <laughs> their one jokey joke. Yeah, there really wasn't that many jokes, but it really didn't need it, honestly. I, I don't think, think it could have been funny, good either. Yeah, the other funniest part to me was Simon Pegg or whatever his name is in the movie. Mm-hmm. What is his name in the movie? Dude, I don't know. Yeah, no I'm going to start watching these movies. Yeah, you got to stop falling asleep during it. <laughs> Well, maybe they make a better movie. Whoa, Ooh, those are fine. Shots fired. Um, but he's like telling Ethan, he's like, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm from London, and I'm your <laughs> friend, and you're not gonna send me home. We're gonna do Benji, this. Sorry. Benji, Benji. Yeah, there you go. And we're gonna do this mission together." And Tom's like, "Whoa, okay, <laughs> like someone's a little feisty." And he's like, <laughs> "Like that." That was the only like other funny part. A little, a little chuckle in the, like the the black guy with the deep voice and Jeremy Renner and the things like, why would you get the four by four? It's just like, dude, you let me pick the car. And they're just like bickering, making like the stupid turn. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay, let's get to these notes here. What do you got? Um, uh, cool beginning to the film. He gets on the plane, looks super intense. I do. That's my other thing, though. Like, okay. the part that they advertise the most is that plane scene, that and plane you think scene. it's going to be a main, and it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning, and it's not really that long either. And I don't even know what he what does he get from doing that. He gets the crate of the missiles or whatever. He just like stops a minor mission, right? Yeah, he's just trying to stop the syndicate or whatever, and that's. Mm. That's when it all gets crashing to a halt because they're like, "Yeah, you gotta quit doing this. You're gonna cause some serious harm." Yeah. Pretty yeah. cool scene. He climbed inside the plane or whatnot. Um, then he he checks him and the missiles out of there. Yeah, shocking scene where the record store girl is killed. Yeah. I did not see that coming. I was like, "Where is this even going?" Like, yeah. but it, immediately she died and he's Thank trapped. Thank goodness too, because <laughs> stupid dialogue between her and Tom. So yeah, yeah a little bit. <laughs> Who cares about records? I, exactly. And <laughs> Why then, is there like, a whole store? Why is that alive I anymore? Don't know. And then, like, it's all a front. Like, I don't know. And then, 
she's like, it's really you. Are the stories true? And he's just like, <laughs> and he like winks. And we're supposed to <laughs> Look at this rib cage. You yeah. tell me if it's true. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, every rib is another tail. Like it's all little, thirty of she's them. She's probably like six inches taller than him. Like, and they had to like make them equal heights just so he could, you know, be this infamous hero. And then he, but it was cool. And then he got trapped in that room, and it was like your mission if you choose to accept it. And it's like it's the sin to get talking to him mm-hmm. instead of a person giving him a mission that's you know a CIA like or whatever. Is, yeah. Very cool play with the trope, I guess. Um, yeah, that was dope. Uh, then they go to that that warehouse where Bone Collector or whatnot is basically, you know, he's beating the crap out of Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise is like tied up to that pole and. You got the uh, the the secret agent girl or whatnot is there to help him out, to help him mm-hmm. escape, and um, good action there. They kick the crap out of those guys brutally. He hits that dude like hits him against the ground and like, yeah. crashes his skull in. And then he climbs. Up yeah, the he climbs pole. up the pole ridiculously. Yeah. Like I'm like, dude, is that that cannot That's be possible? Yeah. All right. Did you do you want me to get into the ribs? Yeah, get into the ribs. Okay. So because he's shirtless in the scene. But he's shirtless in the yeah, scene, and we all in see this it. Little torture scene, and yeah, it's one of those things like you can tell by looking at him. Yeah, he's working out; he's in good shape for these movies. But for some reason, the man has little to no chest and little to no abs, and it's just all ribs. Like his mid torso is huge; it's like massive. Like I'm pretty sure he gets an NFL Sunday ticket on that thing. Like I don't, I don't know. I, it's disgusting. Like I don't get it. Like they're like, you know what, Tom. Just put a shirt on. This is ridiculous. Like, no, it's in his contract. He yeah. has to. He's like, yeah, he's like, oh, you don't see this rib cage. He's like, I didn't work all summer for people to not see these ribs. I mean, seriously, like, there's got to be a barbecue store out there. Like, oh man, we got to get that. We got to get some big ass ribs. And That's call how they it, got their sponsor spots. Yeah, you know? call it the Tom Cruise special, and we'll get him to endorse it. Um, anyway, a lot of ribs. And then, yeah, him climbing that pole is ridiculous, but I guess it was, like, maybe his ribs are magnetic and he was, like, using them to climb up the pole. It's something we don't know about. Okay. That's all. That's all. Right. Um, I, can, I can only go so much before it just gets stale. Okay. Uh, they had a cool opera scene, uh, very Hitman-esque. Mm. Yeah. It was, like, three snipers. He's using a flute to snipe people. Dope. Dope. Has a, has a fight with that Russian guy from Rocky Four. He's back. Yeah, uh, he fights that Russian. He fights that weird-looking guy who's is like he super massive. Rocky or are you no, I'm making that up. That guy's like 70 years like, old, dude. Yeah, there's no I was way. Like, there's no way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a good scene. Uh, the girl's there. He saves her. She's in the car with him, and then rolls out of it in a dress, going 60 miles an hour on I'm one scathed. of the one of the like not even a like pavement road but a it's like brick and gravel yeah like cobblestone and yeah. i'm like you're perfectly fine that doesn't make any damn sense and then she goes back and that she's able to take that guy's gun from him like which was cool but then he shoots his own guy just because he let her have a gun like dude why would I you work for this dude I, yeah i still don't get why that dude got shot <laughs> and i was I joking guess. with you during the movie i was like he's i want her to just keep messing up and yeah. him just keep killing other dudes yeah. he's like look i'm running out of guys you got to get this right get lady this right <laughs> i'm gonna keep killing innocent people that have nothing to do with you failing just because um all right, yeah, you want to get to some of the nitpick things? Because most of what I have to say is about the ending plot of the movie, honestly. Okay. And well, where it succeeds and fails. 
Okay, well, most of, most of my notes, I mean, they're kind of it's scattered as always, but they had multiple rogue cre- uh, roll credit moments. You know, they said Rogue Nation, <laughs> and then they said Rogue a few more times. But, I mean, it's one of those things. That I know they're going to say Rogue because... Um, they are. The a- yeah, the agents are Rogue, but it's still, you're like, you're very aware that you're watching a movie called Rogue Nation. And then... They're, like, going over the plans to, like, switch the file of this underwater computer, which is another one of my notes, this underwater storage system, and it's the only way that they can, like, get in there to get the flash drive that they need, because they need to, like, change the files so that Simon, or Benji, can, like, walk through there and act as if he's supposed to be there, because if he's... that took so long. Like, what? do you ever realize, like, he had to go through, like, six doors that were, like... Fingerprint or you know, whatever? Yeah, but then they were, like, 20 feet away from each other. Like, really? Yeah. You, can't, you need that what? many doors? Yeah, what is that? And it's by himself? And yeah. it's just a glass door? No like, what modern... is the point of that? Yeah, no one's... And it's one of those things, if he's not in the system, what is he doing to get by all six of those doors? I guess they they were able to hack that, but they weren't able to hack... Past that. The, that camera system. Yeah. I don't know. So I thought that was, yeah, like all those doors he's walking through. Like we see Tom Cruise and the girl like breaking into the building, like getting ready to go for that swim into this underwater computer, and like we just see Benji just walking through doors, <laughs> door after door, and he's like, Ugh. "How'd you feel about the underwater swim?" I'm getting there, and um, I still didn't understand why this computer system that they had to switch the files is underwater. And then when they do the switch, like Benji's already walking. And whenever they're going over the plan in the previous scene, if the computer is advanced, if the cameras are advanced as they say they were, he should have been dead mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. And I know at one point it shows it loading, but that was after Tom put the disc thing <laughs> in. Like, before he put that disc thing in, Big was already walking. He mm-hmm. should be dead. Like, they, he was worried about. He should have been dead. Not that I want him to, but in terms of realisticness. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that, like, Benji told him, told Ethan, told Tom Cruise, whatever you want to call him, he told him the file number that he needed to switch. He specifically had to switch number 108. Yeah. He told him that when they're already in the middle of the mission. Why are they not? And he's like, this is an important detail, Tom. Why is that not going down during the planning? I hate when they, they do this in a lot of movies. To like, make it intense the last moment or whatever. It's not even intense, though. Because nothing really changed. He just is like, hey, Tom, I know we're in the middle of the mission, but don't forget. Or he didn't even say don't forget. He's like, just so you know, you need to switch 108. You can't just switch any of them willy-nilly. There's like a hundred, couple hundred of these mm-hmm. things. You need 108. This man's holding his breath for over two minutes. You can't tell him that when he has less on his mind than, yeah. you know, being underwater in a current, switching He's, him around. Exactly. I don't know. That didn't make much sense to me. I still don't understand this underwater computer thing. And then, uh, I already covered Tom's big ribs. Simon should have been dead. Um, am I going to, should I go ahead and just cover these or should I, like... No, do not get something. Whatever you're feeling. Big words. They had threw in a lot. Yeah. At one point, they just throw in so much... Agent BS dialogue. It wasn't technological this time, though. It was just, uh, it was mostly, uh, you know, just agency mumbo jumbo. You know, it was like, it was bureaucracy instead of, you know, well, and scientific lo- bullcrap. Yeah, yes. And during <laughs> a different flavor of stupid. It was only for one scene, but like during like the lie detector scene, whenever Simon's like, I've been sifting through micro data exorcism blah, blah, blah. Like, oh are my. you from London yeah it's like okay we get it you're from London <laughs> and um 
do you think about that sponsor spot of Halo and him playing whatever? Oh, I love it. I mean, it was a weird thing. Like, why would Microsoft pay to like? Because they had to pay to have that in there. Why would you pay to have that in there for five seconds or whatever? You because know? that's how product placement works. You do it but, any longer than that, it's like too obvious. But dude, like it was obvious. And like, why would I'm saying? I guess what I should be saying is, why did they choose to put it in there like that? You know, that was terrible. Why? Because he was just sitting there playing video games, really. Like he's yeah. playing Halo, and then he and then he puts the controller and the and the disc case is placed up perfectly at like a catty corner yeah. angle. Again, when does that ever happen? Well, ever product placement? <laughs> I mean, watch the Transformers it. movie. No, I, mean, I yeah, will not. Exactly, dude. There's a movie that could be a contestant for uh, the longer episode than the movie. <sighs> But see, there I don't know how go. many expectations I have for it. But it could. I have, I like have a, zero. I have medium. I have medium. I mean, it could yeah. be decent. I, I had medium expectations, but then they just kept making them. <laughs> What's your least favorite one? I stopped at number two. So oh, you yeah, haven't watched yeah, since two. I haven't watched three, four, four five. five. Jeez, you're missing nothing. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. Um, I remember, I think it was, like, Jumanji or something. Like, they made it, like, blatantly obvious that everybody had, like, a Sony phone. Mm-hmm. Like, how many people do you know that have Sony phones? Like, I know, they're, I know they're selling them. Why? Give up. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, literally every kid in high school has a Sony phone? No. Like, I don't know. So it's kind of like that. Like, you know, they got the three big Dell computers, and he's playing Microsoft. Like, he's playing Halo, which... Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, it does not seem like the ideal game to play while you're at work. Like, I feel like you'd be playing in the something. middle of the open. Yeah, like, the literally the open. in yeah. the exact middle. And what is he playing? I mean, is he playing campaign? Is he playing on. I don't know. It's and he just puts it away immediately. Yeah. He plays it for like five seconds and yeah. he just puts it. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Good product placement. Um, <laughs> and then we kind of. Yeah, I said last minute mission details during the mission. Okay, and then let's go ahead and just knock out the facial mask thing because I have it like in towards the top of my notes. I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it. It's one of those things to where I don't know how realistic that technology is, but I'm just going to go ahead and assume it's not mm-hmm. and say it's stupid. The okay. fact that they can just have a briefcase or whatever. No, see, this is what bothers me is it's different in every movie. It is. Why do we keep having different versions of it? You know? It's pretty similar in 4 and 5, though. It's similar, but it's different. Because what he does is he opens a briefcase and it's like edging the face together over here on the left. And yeah, I'm like, it's really not that similar. And then right, in the yeah. fifth one, it's like this cube Glass, thing yeah. that's just making it like out of liquid or whatever. And it's and it's different in the third one too. If I yeah, it's different in the third one for sure. And they use it in every movie. And I'm like, but that's the thing. That's that's the other problem I have with it. Is it's different in every movie, so that's stupid. The technology to me is stupid and probably not realistic. And like, I guess actually they did use it in the fifth one. I was about to say they didn't, but I'll still make this point. Like overused. Yeah. And like it's one of those things like they have to make a reference to it in every movie. Mm-hmm. Just drop it. Mm-hmm. We don't care. No. We don't need it. Like we know you have it. I don't know who has a lot of nostalgia for the Mission Impossible franchise. To be honest with you, like, I, like I was talking about it earlier with uh, the friends at dinner, like the family. They're like, "How many movies are they on now?" Because I mentioned I was going to see the new one tomorrow, yeah. and I was like, "Well, they're on six, <laughs> and surprisingly, the first three are worse than the new three. And they're really so, yeah, hundred yeah, percent accurate. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, unless what if six is garbaggio? Uh, Dude, then Every, we could talk about it for no, a long time. we could talk about it. But, I mean, the critics seem to like it. Everybody, everybody seems to like it. I don't which, use Rotten Tomatoes as, like, the ultimate end-all, be-all. Oh, but if you it's got, reference like, it in every episode. I do. But <laughs> if it's, like, 
if it's got like 90% or 80% or something, yeah, I assume really... I'm going to like it at least, you yeah. know? Like, I can't Not imagine. Me. Really? Oh, I never assume anything. The only thing I Gender? Assume, the only, well, yeah, I do that. The only thing I'll assume is I'll more than likely be disappointed. Okay. That's what I assume. <laughs> good, good. Okay, but back to the facial mask thing. It's like, it's so dumb. Like, I don't know. I think the technology for it doesn't exist. And, like, they show it in every movie. And then, like, they don't even use it in the fourth one. So, like, just don't have it. Yeah. And then the fifth one, it looked like they weren't going to use it because they're like, oh, we can't use it because of the, <laughs> the cameras can tell the way you walk uh-huh. that it's not good enough. What like, if you got injured that day? Like, what if you got, like, sprained your ankle or something and you're, like, yeah, hobbling in there? Exactly. That's a great point. So, another flaw in the movie. <laughs> but, and then Tom Cruise ends up using the facial mask at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it works well. And, honestly... I guess that's what they did. It was didn't a see good, it coming. good misdirection. Yeah. They're like, hey, we didn't use it in the fourth one. Oh, we can't use it in the fifth one. And they're like, psych, we used We're it. We're using it. I bet, yeah. you, I bet you they're in the sixth one. It's probably in the sixth oh, one. Oh, it better be. Because <laughs> then I'll complain. They'll hey, you had it for five movies. Where is it at? Um, and then like the whole stuff with Jeremy Renner and Alec Baldwin and the black guy, uh, Lucius, I guess, mm-hmm. at the CIA. Like That made no sense. Like Alec Baldwin is up to everyone's ass. The whole movie about Ethan Hunt. And as soon as the black guy comes in the building, he doesn't hook him up to a lie detector? Really? Well, it was revealed later that he was... Like, he was going to look for Ethan Hunt anyway. Again, I don't know, man. It's one of those things to where... little I feel like bait I feel like, and switch. Yeah, a lot of weak explanation. Because, like again, to me, Alec Baldwin is up that ass. Yeah. The whole first mm-hmm. half of the movie. And then the second half of the movie, Jamie Renner and Lucius are just basically doing whatever they want and like they got to go look for ethan basically rogue yeah you know i don't know i I didn't to me a lot of that stuff was weak uh we talked earlier during the movie about like again more stormtrooper aim and the fact that these bad guys can hit every part of a car except for the people driving it and the tires like i will say though that scene was pretty sick when they're getting in the car the mercedes and the motorcycles are chasing them and he like hits the e-brake and then does yeah, a flip, like kills those two, and then hits the brakes again and kills that third guy. Super sick. And then that one, you know, the last one, runs up to him real slow to kill him. And so he's like sitting there upside down watching it happen. And then the four yeah. by four comes in there out of nowhere and smacks. And the that's crap what out I of think him. is unrealistic too, because like you know, like Tom Cruise just wrecked him and Simon are upside down. Mm-hmm. And the bad guy is coming up all slow and menacing with his gun when he could have basically shot him from where he was at. But no, he's got to walk all the way up there. And during that walk, he gets run over by a 4 by 4 Land Rover or whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you not see or hear a Land Rover coming didn't even at you? Ca- he didn't even kind of like turn and shoot or anything. Or he, even just, he just, I mean, was hit and killed. just ran over. <laughs> like, I don't know. To me, that's a little unrealistic. But I mean, and you know Tom Cruise is not going to die or get mm-hmm. hurt. Like, that, somebody's going to save him. Um... They had okay, so I think I had a total of three or four roll credit scenes because I wrote it again. I nice. Another roll credits. Oh, I guess whenever the MI6 guy was talking, like he says something about being a rogue agent, and the MI6 guy is a total dick to his own agent that mm-hmm. he's made go rogue for like the biggest corrupt bad guy there is, who was former MI6, mm. and like he was a total jerk to her the whole time, and like is doing nothing to help her. And continues to screw her over, but expects her to keep helping mm-hmm. for her country. Because she has to. He has the leverage on her. 
Yeah. Because he'll just be like, you didn't exist. You were always a piece of crap. Exactly. It's just stupid, though. I don't know. It is stupid. It is like, why would you do that to someone? Like, you're a government agency, and, like, you're trying to make your country better. And it's like, why would you do that? And, like, his motivations didn't make any sense to me in the sense that you created this thing, this, like, that's kind of messed up. You created this problem to take out all of Britain's problems, basically. And then, like, it sort of got out of its cage. And then you don't tell anyone about it, or you don't want to fix it, really. Like, it seems like you're just trying to ignore it, and then you're trying to get this he's girl to basically... To cover it up. Yeah. He's trying to cover it up and get this girl to basically... Take the fall. Take the fall and take him out for him, basically. Like, he just seems like kind of a lazy idiot, to be yes. honest with you. Like, he just... Why would you... Yeah, that's a massive problem. That's a, a huge problem that you huge. created. Yeah, exactly. That'd be like in Star Wars, like, if Darth Vader created the Rebels, and then was just like, all right, let's just let him, you know... Do whatever they want. Who cares? Like, yeah. like here's the plans to the Death Star. No one cares. Like, here's all the money. Here's yeah. all the funding you need. Here's the fuel. Oh, dude, they need the fuel. You gotta fuel the rebellion. <laughs> okay, and the last thing, uh, this is to me, like I know, especially in today's society, like generally. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> what? No, then I just I was not expecting those words to come out what, of your in mouth. Today's society. Yes. Why? I don't know. It's random. But like generally speaking, like. You know, people don't give a shit about other people. They just mind their own business for the most part, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. But still, a convert like the MI6 dude mm-hmm. and Ursula or whatever her, her <laughs> name is, the, the agent that's you know like a triple agent basically. Yeah. Um, they're having a super serious conversation, and they're having it in a freaking bench with thousands of people walking by them. About the bomb going off yeah. at the end of the movie. And you think no one would hear, like, or no. see the bomb and no, be like, no, 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 whoa. No. The bomb? What? She was the bomb? I'm talking about the end of the movie where... <laughs> no, not the end of the movie. I'm talking about the same conversation where he's, like, being a dick to her and she has, like, the flash drive and he deletes the files. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That conversation, that whole conversation is super serious and they're having it on a bench in front of everybody. I guess I assume no one cares. Again, that's what I'm saying, but still. Why would you have it? Well, I guess you gotta have it in a public... I, they probably wouldn't have it in a public place so it was safer because they're not gonna, like, bring a missile launcher to the coffee shop or whatever. I don't know. To me, like, it's one of those things, I get that point of it, but it's, like, it's safe, but it's not safe. Like, yeah, you're blending into the public... But at the same time, you don't know who's listening. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that didn't that one. I was like, whatever. Like I feel like they that's, do that in a lot of movies. That's the problem I have. They do it in a lot of movies, but I feel like it's. I feel like that's the way it would be if we had to actually have a conversation about some. Like it's always behind closed doors and unsecure phone lines. Yeah, but that's not interesting to watch. <laughs> so you gotta have it a in person. Bench scene is better. You gotta have it in person where they're reacting off each other and it's intense. In a secure location. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like the safety of it being around other people, because like you wouldn't just want to mow down like a whole bunch of people that are in your way, and like that's another thing is like all those people got in that black guy's way. Like he's a pretty fit dude, and he's like he looks to be kind of athletic, and he's you know he's a grown man, and yeah, you're like what what kind of rude country is this where every person in the world and like he cut to him like way. two three times yeah. he's like he's he got like <laughs> he got like three steps closer and i was like this is kind of frustrating if anything like this yeah. is frustrating me i've navigated many crowded airports and i've never like tried to get to a destination i've just been swarmed by people to where i can't a continuous stream he couldn't do it forward yeah he acts like it literally looked like it was out of a comedy like it looked like he was just like yeah he's like trying to accomplish something and like every like literally the now, stupidest stuff that could happen is going to prevent him and sure enough it's like a magic trick 
enough people walk in front of him for her to disappear. That was a poor excuse for her to disappear. He could, she could have just ran away from him, yeah. and I would have believed it more. Yeah, like literally as soon as he thrown a chair the, down in his way. Because how fast is she? She doesn't know magic. As soon as he got, <laughs> he got out of that crowd in like five seconds, so as soon as he gets out of that crowd, he should just be able to see her running mm-hmm. wherever the hell she was running to. Like, how does he completely lose sight of her? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I will say I like the uh, action sequences with the motorcycle. That was all sick when they were going down the highway and he was having to like catch up to him and take out people on the way there. I felt it was a little short, but it was also really cool. So it was, yeah, that was good. That was cool. I liked her little scene where she took out uh, the guy with the knife at the end. Um, but, uh, bone collector bone or whatever. Collector, yeah, see that's he, where I dozed off. She, she like snuck up on him and stabbed him. And they had like a knife fight. It was somewhat cool. It was a better version of the Equalizer 2 knife fight sequence, but it wasn't that great, to be honest with you. And I don't want to, like, praise another movie, but, like, to me, when you're watching Winter Soldier and they're fighting outside where that van is and it's going back and forth and he has that knife and he has the shield and he's punching the shield captain american winter soldier and like he's punching the shield and then he stabs the van and he's trying to like take him out and punch him in the face or whatever and it's like it's it's not no cuts but it's like a, a certain amount to where it's such a clear it's so clear as to what's going on where and it's in the middle of the day yeah whereas this one is like in a dark alley sort of and it's kind of it's kind of choppy it's again it's way better than the equalizer one because you get to see some of the stuff and the way she finishes him is really sick but it's still like it's it could have been better you know i just it could have been better especially the way they teed it up is it's like this big like ending to the thing or whatever um i I, and, and like moving on from that i thought the ending with the the bomb thing strapped to him like that was cool really tense again and then like he was using himself as a shield because they knew he wouldn't take him out yeah very smart on his part yeah that was was cool that was good good plot right there i like the twist i didn't see the twist coming that they you know they funded the agency through the country and the prime minister and everybody's on to them and Mm -hmm. knows about it very cool twist doesn't really make a ton of sense but good twist it added something to the plot that I was very questionable of before that because I was, I, again, I was questioning Alec Baldwin and I didn't really understand the villain's motivations. It just seemed like he was a bad dude or whatever. Um, the villain in general, kind of cool. Because all he ever told us was he's, instead of killing to fix the government's problems, he's killing for change. And it's yeah. like, well, what are you trying to change? What's the you difference? Really, you know? And are you really changing anything aside from, I mean, People dying, important people dying, and one country having a civil war. Yeah, and and it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. Like, what his goal is, you know those those two things seem completely separate. What is the like just utter chaos? Is that what you're trying to cause? That or he's trying to, I guess, kill important people so that those spots can be replaced by his people. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't say that, so we don't really know. And like I, I thought he was a pretty good villain, but like there's something about his voice that I don't really like it, and it's not super intimidating, but it's also not. It's like, creepy. It is creepy. Like it's kind of cool to hear him talk, but like it's very eerie. But it's not. It's not. It's not. It's also annoys me. It's one of those things where I'm like I kind of like this, but then I hear too much of it, and I'm like this is annoying. Like I heard him in the trailer, and I had not seen this movie. I heard I heard him in the trailer for Fallout. And I was like, dude, that's a cool voice. And then like I realized it's the same dude in this movie. He's in Fallout. Yeah, he's like, of all your good intentions or whatever, you know. It's in, he's narrating he the trailer. Box? Huh? 
How does he get out of the box? He's not out of it. There's still like there's people around him. He's like chained up or whatnot. But what do you think about the box? You know, the box. Well, see, that, unfortunately, I was falling asleep, so <laughs> I was kind of dozing in and out, but it looks like... They he, trapped him in a glass chamber at the I very know, end. I know, so, but, like, basically everybody's taken care of, and so, like, Tom Cruise is basically confronted by him, and mm-hmm. he scooby-doos him into a box, yeah, basically. basically. Yeah, he scooby-doos him, yeah. He's like, oh, like, he's basically, sh- you know, shaggy, he's mm-hmm. the bait, and he takes him back to the gang and slides down a hole and... All of a sudden, there's a box. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was nice that they captured him, and it was kind of cool how they, like, took a minute to reveal, like, what happened. Like, as you thought they were face-to-face. and then, Good execution. Yeah. Not a great... Like, not great. Like, Yeah. But they're, like, you think they're face-to-face, and then he's, like, starts shooting, and you're like, oh, shit, he's trapped in a box. And they're, like... They throw the box, and they're like, all right, let's go. Move out. You know, but... All right, you want to finally rank this thing? See what see what well, you got for it. You didn't have anything else on the ending. Uh, no. I mean, I, I already said I didn't really buy the whole bomb thing. Like, no one would hear the bomb going off. Like, like the dude is strapped with a bomb, uh, and he is like they're talking about it pretty loudly, and like she's also holding a gun to Tom Cruise, and there's like all these people looking around. Like, I don't know about you, but whenever I'm eating, I'm not like just completely focused on the person across from me like yeah and like it's i don't know i feel like someone would have seen that but i I thought like the ending was great in the sense that the plot developed in a interesting way that we didn't see coming and uh like made for a satisfying ending i would say that the fifth one's strength is the plot and i'd say the fourth one's strength is the action because i feel like the plot in the fourth one wasn't like amazing but it was still good and then it had like great action set pieces whereas this one had like less action but the story was more interesting but it also made for kind of a slower movie yeah and plus i guess the fourth one kind of like i don't know i thought the fourth one had a good plot but i guess it's kind of simple in the fact that you know basically somebody wanted to nuke america mm-hmm. and <laughs> they stop it so i mean it's kind of similar to avengers i guess mm-hmm in terms of, you know, a uh, big missile. Well, we're going to stop it at the last minute. So what would you rank this one? you got to put it in the Hudson. Um, I would... That's a Sully reference, Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, we're not going to make it back to LaGuardia. Let's see. I would give it... Oof. I don't know. I don't know, because I like it less than the fourth one, so I guess I'd just give it, like... Decent? Yeah, but... You know what I mean? Not a hard, like a, a hard decent. Mm-hmm. You know, like, not like, because I feel like sometimes decent to me, decent to me means kind of anywhere between five and six out of ten. Yeah. And I'd give it like a six and a half or seven. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. Yeah, it was, it was decent. <laughs> Ooh, decent. I'd give it a, I'd give it a mad decent, but I don't. Yeah, I give it a decent, but I, I feel like it's just because it doesn't. They don't. The, the franchise doesn't really do that much for me for whatever reason. It, no, it it doesn't, and that's. But it's like it just doesn't blow me away, or like it. I don't. Rem- I'm not gonna remember this movie, you know. Like yeah. you know how you just remember parts of movies yeah. that you really like. I'm hate. not gonna remember this one either. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was gonna say. I mean, like, because a lot of these movies, I mean, they've been making movies like this forever, and that's fine I enjoy them they can keep making them but I, I really I just don't like Tom Cruise and um because of the chest 
a lot of reasons. <laughs> and uh, the movie itself is like pretty good, and they have a nice cast of characters. Like, I mean, honestly, you get any action hero besides Tom Cruise in there, I might love these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel like they're better than the Bond movies? Well, that's what I was gonna say. I like. I don't know about all the Bond movies because I haven't obviously seen all of them. And I I'm talking about Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Yeah, I like the Daniel Craig movies. I like Daniel Craig James Bond movies, all four of them, better than any Mission Impossible. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought you didn't like Spectre and Guantanamo Solace. Whatever. Oh, really? Like, I mean, those are probably my two least favorite of the four, mm-hmm. but I still like them better than Mission Impossible just because I like Daniel Craig and, like, the hot chicks in those movies a lot more than... <laughs> the, and even, I don't know, even the story, like, I don't know, like, Daniel Craig's just a badass British dude, like... Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is just short and annoying. He's a lot more badass, than, like just the way he's, he's cooler. He's yeah, he's you know he's suave. Yeah. Whereas like Ethan Hunt is like literally always running and like jumping and doing all this other stuff. He's, you know, and, and they always want to. He's never smooth him. about it either. It's always an accident and things are going yeah. wrong. So I, I get where you're coming from. And they always want to make him like suave. They yeah. Always, like don't not always, but like they'll have moments like that moment with the girl at the record store. Mm-hmm. Like they try to make him cool and suave, and I just like. Totally didn't like it. I'm sorry, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, eh. Like, oh, it's true. Oh, yeah, you're, oh, you're crazy. You know, I don't know. And he's like, <laughs> bye, baby. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get to the end here. We're, we're wrapping right, it up. So that's, that's Mission Impossible. We've got Fallout tomorrow. I hope I didn't disappoint you with the reveal of this, but like. Oh, God. <laughs> I this said, is the big news. This is the big yeah, news. Yeah, this is the, no, it's the, I don't want to say it's big news, but it's just something that I, oh. I think is going to be. It's going to turn out to be hilarious, and we're going to rip on. Okay, well, just quick recap. We gave Mission Impossible 4, Mad Decent. We gave Mission Impossible 5, Rogue Nation. Decent. Basically decent, yeah. Decent on the decent show. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and uh, we're both seeing Fallout tomorrow, so anticipate another episode, hopefully tomorrow evening, on the review of Fallout, a movie that's gotten stellar reviews so mm-hmm. far, especially for a, like a Mission Impossible action, action movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now, big news that you wanted to tell me earlier, but you've saved until the show. You know how we joked about, like, we don't ever, we don't ever want to talk about a picture on this show, okay? Oh, great. Yeah, yeah but we yeah. are going to talk about a picture on this show. We're going to talk about a picture, okay. Because rules mean nothing. So this is a picture from Wonder Woman, like, 2, 1984 oh, or whatever. Oh, my and God. And it's got Pedro Pascal's yeah. in it, the guy from Narcos, the guy from, from Kingsman 2, and the guy from Equalizer, Equalizer 2. 2. Both sequels to movies where he's a good guy and then he, he's the guy. he's the number two to whoever the main person <laughs> is and then he turns out to be the bad guy. And you can tell from this photo uh, he's he, smug. He looks very smug. He looks like he's hatching some sort of scheme. Yep. And I can tell you right now. So they're already revealing in Wonder Woman. This Wonder Woman 2, you say? Yeah, Wonder Woman 1984. Why is it 1984? Because it's I, taking place in 1984. I know, but so they're going back in time? Or they're going forward in time? <laughs> I guess because for some reason I thought yeah. Wonder Woman two eventually takes place in present day, but it doesn't. No, it's just it's it just takes, for whatever reason Justice League and Batman v Superman. She's in that, and it takes place now. So BVS and what was the other movie? Justice League. So BVS and Justice League technically take place in present day, and she's yeah. just there. Yeah. And in Wonder Woman, her solo movie, that's like World War Two, isn't it? One War One. World War One. Okay. Yeah. And so now we're going all the way to 1984. Yes. So what is that? Cold War, I guess. Uh, the end of the I Cold doubt war? it'll have anything to do with the war. To be honest with you, it looks, no, the Cold War. I know. I don't think it's going to have anything to do with that. 
Mm-hmm. I think the Cold War is over by then, honestly. That's what I thought. But I don't know. That might be like Afghanistan or something. But anyway, it'll have nothing to do with the war. Yeah, wait, I'm not, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Did I say Afghanistan? You said Afghanistan. I mean, it could be Persian Gulf, but I thought that was early 90s. Whatever. I don't think it'll have anything to do with the war. I think it'll be complete. Because they've cast um, Kristen Wiig as the uh, <laughs> as the villain. I'm not kidding. As Cheetah or whatever. I don't know who that, I don't know Wonder Woman enough. Well, so she's, so Cheetah is a villain of Wonder Woman. Basically, she's Wig. just literally a Cheetah. And Kristen Wiig is playing it. Yes. That's interesting. Very interesting. And, and of course, you have a smug Pedro And Steve Pascal. Trevor is in it. Who's that? Steve Trevor. Chris, uh, oh, Chris, Chris Pine. Chris Pine, yeah. yeah. Always blank on his last name. Um, Even though he sacrificed himself in World He's War in I. the movie. Yeah, like, they have a picture oh, there. probably just a flashback or something. No, dude, they have a picture there. Like, they, they released a picture, and it's, like, of him in clothes, like, in the 80s clothes. Like right there, he's in the he's in. How the, did he live? He's in like in a shopping mall or something. That's the thing. Like what? What in the world? It's got to be some kind of clone or something. Because even if he survived the plane crash of him sacrificing, a blowing up the yeah. plane blowing up a yeah. crash is too delicate. Okay, I don't remember. I was just saying. Like we know, we pretty much know that he dies. And even if he didn't die, he should be dead by 1984 because he's a human and he was already middle. He shouldn't look like that at least. Yeah, exactly. He should be either sixties. No. World War One. 70s? I'm sorry, 70s? World War One was... I'm, in, no, wait. He should be like 90. He yeah. should be like 90. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. World War One was in like 1914. Yeah. And this is 70 years later, and he was probably in his 20s or 30s when that movie was happening. Right? Yeah. So yeah, he should be old as shit or dead. But like, you, can, like I'll bet you anything, dude. I'm going to lose my mind when I see that uh, movie because I know it's happening. I bet <laughs> like... I don't know. Like right now, what I'm thinking is... He he calls Wonder Woman because yeah. he's got this problem with Kristen Wiig's villain or whatever. Yeah, he's like, oh, you got to help me. And you got to help me. It's like, here, I brought her to you or whatever. And then he's going to be like, ha, I've actually been funding her something yeah. and then like been paying for it because we're going to get rich on something. And yeah. like, he's yep. going to be the Dude, if he's the bad guy in this movie, I will lose my mind. I will lose my mind. We should do a bet on it, but I don't want to bet against you because I think you're right. So like... <laughs> I don't know. We should if we get if we get followers and subscribers, like we'll do something. But like I don't know. I don't even know what to do. There should be like a giveaway though, like a Pedro Pascal is a bad guy in another sequel. <laughs> we should we'll shave our heads. Like I don't know. You know what I mean? Like we'll we got plenty of time. The movie's not out for another year. So we'll figure out something to do. And if he's a villain, we'll do something. And if he's not a villain, we'll do something else. Dude, and it'll I, be ridiculous. Because I was like. Dude, I was like, Pedro Pascal's, why does that name sound familiar? And then I clicked on, I was like, this is a boring photo. And then like, I was like, wait a second, that's that oh dude. Oh my god. <laughs> and he looks smug as hell, He's... so we know it's going down. Exactly. I, well, I didn't know what news to anticipate, but yeah, that's pretty pretty good news. Yeah, that's... Well, you know, it's one of those things, DC is like, hey, everybody else has done this shit, why don't we do it, you know? And... <sighs> Instead of waiting for anybody to have a good story to tell, we'll just give it away in a photo. <laughs> Dude, honestly, like, I like some of their movies. I don't like other of their movies. But, like, I feel like they just make some of the weirdest choices with just anything in general. Yeah, a lot of weird choices with, I don't know. Yeah, Pretty casting. much everything. Casting, casting story, storytelling, yeah. setting up the next movie, yeah. use of characters, Reveals. villains. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well... I don't know. I, get, I feel like they're always taking a shot. You know, they're yeah. all, and it, like, 
They're missing quite a few yeah, shots. Yeah, it's like they're right? just someone's like throwing a pitch, and they're just literally like giving it everything they got, like swinging as hard as possible. And slow they, pitch softball, so they miss. And they usually know? miss. Yeah, they're swinging too fast. I don't know, because yeah, if they could hit a home run with the, the potential they have, but they're just striking out. But not every time. I mean, they've, again, they they've had a couple decents, but. I don't know, man. Like I'm so pumped for that movie now. Uh, you have no yeah. idea, and it's for no reason that should thing, exist. Like, and they're so. I feel like they're so blatant about it. Like, we could see this movie with random people and be like, "Hey, I bet you Pedro Pascal's a bad guy." And they'd be like, "No, there's no way. He's he's their buddy. He's their friend." I go, "Oh yeah, really? Yeah, Dude, yeah, yeah. whoever I see that movie with, if it's not you, I'm going to tell them that oh, yeah. because I feel like I'm going to be right, and yeah. they're going to be like, "How did you even know? I want to be on opening night, too. So like, there's no way. I saw a photo a year ago. Shut up. Like, no way. Like, I'll so, show them this podcast. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is a trash podcast, yes. but you're right. God, you guys are smart. <laughs> oh, well, that's uh, I think it's a pretty good wrap up, huh? Yeah. Well, that's the end of episode six, where we recapped Mission Impossible four and five, getting ready to see Fallout tomorrow, and then once again, we've managed to discuss some of the confusing things that DC Studios is doing with their movies. <laughs> And is Pedro Pascal going to be a bad guy? Ooh, we'll find out next year. (laughs) (laughs) I bet we can tell from the trailer. I'm not even kidding. Probably. (laughs) Let me know when that trailer comes out. We'll find out when the trailer comes out. And if it's not definitive, we'll find out in a year when the movie comes out as long as it doesn't get canceled or the studio shuts down for failing epically (laughs) at everything they do. Well, for Reagan Horton, I'm Ryan Money. Thanks for listening to The Decent Show, and y'all have a great night.